y'all, and welcome to Talk About It with Kate. I'm Kate, and before we get into the thick of it, let's acknowledge the space. If you're new to this, indulge. If you're true to this, thank you for what you do for us, because without you guys, this wouldn't have happened. And now we're in here. So now that we've acknowledged a beautiful space, let's um, get right into it. If you have tuned in before, I love to be asked questions. So I went in on my Instagram story and I opened up the floor for you guys to ask me some questions. And you had some really juicy ones. And we are going to get right into that. We're covering sexuality, confidence, and relationships today. So stick around if that's something that sparks your interest okay so first question for those who don't know i am queer uh, i'm part of the lgbtqia plus community there's a lot of jokes about that acronym but uh, i fall under the queer category i don't really love um being labeled or identified but i'm definitely out here um kissing on everyone so <laughs> our first question is how did I know I was queer and do you feel like it changes? Um, all right. If my parents are watching this, please just tune out for like the next minute and a half. Um, when I was a kid, my mom used to get subscriptions for like this lingerie magazine. <laughs> and instead of like, you know, my brother taking the magazines, I took the magazines and I was very much interested in what the girls looked like versus like what they were wearing and so that kind of like confused me a little bit but also when you're that young like I was probably in sixth grade you don't have like the verbiage of the knowledge to understand what you're feeling or how you're feeling and so because I knew it wasn't like a boy crush I was like oh, okay like you know I just let that go however the older that you get the more you're exposed to so I watched a lot of shows like the grassy skins Shows I probably shouldn't have been watching, honestly. But there was a lot of um, gay situations in those shows, and I loved them. Ate them up. You know, I was like, oh, so we do do this. Okay, great, cool. And then as I got older, I went into middle school, I went into high school. Um, you know, everybody's a little gay. So <laughs> once I found my community, it was very easy for me to feel accepted. And as far as do you feel like it changes, I 100% feel like it changes. And I don't say that like your sexuality changes because what you like and who you like is always subject to change. But as far as like your understanding of sexuality, that will definitely change. Um, you know, when I first came out, I was just, you know, I considered myself bisexual. But the older that you get and the more you learn about the spectrums of sexuality and like how different everything is, I feel like it's definitely changed a little bit. Um, but I feel like it's all subjective. So definitely like if you feel as though you're questioning your sexuality or you're, you figured something out and now you're questioning it again, it's totally okay. It's totally normal. Next question is how did I come out to my parents? <laughs> so I didn't really get to come out to my mom. She found out and, um, how she found out was kind of annoying. Someone told her. So you know, we had to have that conversation and she was just more so confused because I never addressed it before. Um, and, you know, I was young. I was probably like 15 or 16 when I had to come out to her. So she was just more so like, are you sure? Like, like let's talk about this a little. But I didn't come out until my, to my dad until I was like mm, much, much, much older. I think at 21, I was like, 
<laughs> I had just had a girlfriend and I went to go visit my dad and I sat him down and I was like, so I have to tell you something. And he was like, what? Like already over my shit. And then I was like, um, I like girls. And he was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, did you have to come out to me when you were dating boys? And I was like, no. He was like, then why are you coming out to me for dating women? And um, that shut that shit down real quick. I was like, okay. Well, and then we went and got dinner. So that was that. Um, I just want to preface, though. I understand that not everybody has a safe space to come out to their family, to their community. If you don't feel as though it's a space for you to come out and feel liberated and feel safe, I definitely recommend coming at it differently or figuring out different outlets because the last thing anybody wants is for you to come out and be outcasted or beat up or killed even. So definitely just tread lightly, find your community, build your community, but understand that like that's a very important pivotal moment in your life if people assume that you're straight to have to come out and then your life is going to change so definitely just tread lightly with that one but do it with confidence next question is how to build a community so i'm assuming uh be the community is friend-based i definitely recommend just finding those who relate to you who can uh, who p people who you can go to in your lowest times, but also in your highest times, because they're going to be the ones that keep you going, honestly, especially if your family isn't it, if your family is judgy, or even if you got friends right now who are judgy, or you feel like you can't come to them with great news, and you can't come to them when you feel your lowest, and you need a new community, and I just, you know, I recommend maybe going out more, joining clubs, there's groups on Instagram and Facebook that you can find. It's just, you got to figure out what it is that you want. If you want to be in the queer community, West Hollywood exists. That's the queerest community in LA. But there's also group chats on all these social media platform sites, especially TikTok. So find that and um, make yourself right at home, okay? Do I think there's a difference between dating men and women? Yes. <laughs> Plain and simple, um, Vast differences from physique to how you think to how you speak to the things that you like. There is the the difference is crazy. But I mean, if you think about it, no two men are the same and no two women are the same. People can be alike. You can, you know, have the same interests, but it's way, 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 way different. So I personally think that's more important to understand the person rather than like addressing the fact that they're a man or a woman and you are getting to know a person, how they think, their brain, their spirit, their heart, you know, those things are more important to me than gender. But if that is important to you, the answer is yes. I do think that there is a vast difference. Next question is, how do I address biphobic comments? I think I'm bisexual, but my friends always make comments about it. Uh, you need new friends. First of all, <laughs> second of all, um, biophobia is more so like rooted in the gay community as far as like people don't think that you can be bisexual or that like if you are, it's a form of uh, attention seeking, which is bullshit because like what? Like that's like I can't even really explain to you what I think about that because I think it's so silly to not only question somebody's sexuality, but to invalidate it and say that it's not real because it doesn't relate to you. If you don't like everybody, then you don't gotta like everybody. If you like just girls and just do that, or just boys and just do that, but shut up. 
get out of other people's sexuality. If they're not having sex with you, they're not dating you, then it got nothing to do with you. Respectfully. Next question. How to handle rejection? Um, okay, so <laughs> rejection to me is redirection. If you get rejected by a person, then they were not your person. If you get rejected from a job or from anyone, anything, it just means that it's not for you. Anything that's for you is going to be for you. And if it's not, then it's okay. Like, accept the fact that not everything is going to be handed to you or not everything that you want is everything that you need and vice versa. Rejection is okay. It's probably, there's a silver lining in there somewhere and it wasn't meant for you. In my humble experience, I've been rejected by people, by jobs, by a lot of things. And I was like, you know what? Okay, well, if that wasn't it, then there's something else. And in this world in particular, there's something for everything. So find that. <laughs> I think my boyfriend is cheating on me. How do I address it? Go through his phone when he's asleep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't do that. Let me put this down. Um... If you think your boyfriend is, or girlfriend is cheating on you, have the conversation. If you have this conversation and you say, I, maybe don't be like, are you cheating on me? You know, people don't really take too kindly to aggression. If you say something more along the lines of, I feel like, you know, we, there's a lack of our communication. You're going out more and you're not talking to me about it. Mm, X, Y, and Z. If you think, if you think they're cheating, um, out of the blue, you know, if, if one day you wake up and you're like, this man cheating on me, you might need to look within really quick and just like reflect on that. But if your partner starts acting different and the vibes are there, you got to kind of trust your gut. And if still you ask and you have this conversation and you still don't feel settled in the conversation, then another conversation needs to be had because that's crazy. Most people's gut feeling is right. Maybe not so much in your head. Like if you just be like, oh, I feel a little crazy and this is something that I'm feeling versus like I feel it in my heart that something is wrong. Trust your gut always. Dating advice. I'm scared to date in L.A. How do you do it? Well, <laughs> in Los Angeles in particular, I will say the dating scene is a mess and a half. Um, it is very hard. It's different because everyone... Let me not say everyone. Most of the people in L.A. are looking for something uh, specific. So if you're if you're a woman who's looking to date in L.A. and you only want to date people with money, most people with money are going to smell that. You're only dating them for money, and it's going to be very difficult for you to find a genuine connection. Now, if you're going into these situations and you're seeking specific types of connections, what the energy that you put out is the energy that you will get, but you have to just be careful. Like, especially in LA, you have to be careful. It's like a melting pot for everyone. And if it's not a, a neighborhood or like a community you're used to, it will eat you up and spit you out. As somebody who is single in Los Angeles right now, I see it all. And I think that it's crazy the way that some of these men and women move. But that's not to say that there aren't genuine people in Los Angeles. There definitely is. But that goes with any city. I think LA in particular because there's so many clubs and so many things to do and like everybody goes there to like go out. It's easier, you know, to find somebody cute. <laughs> but again, like you have to know what you're looking for and have conversations. Like people can be one way when you first meet them and then turn out to be something different. And that's okay too because perception is a thing. But if you perceive somebody one way, 
be open to the fact that it can change and that's okay too it's just not for you and also be careful (laughs) next question how do you handle heartbreak in a healthy way you have to keep you in mind through every step of your heartbreak because no two heartbreaks are the same um from my own experience, I will say no heartbreak that I've experienced has been the same. And that goes from relationships to losing a friend to ending friendships, losing job, whatever. Your heart can be broken in a million different ways. This isn't just like people can break your heart, but so can situations. So healthy ways are not to spiral. Try your hardest not to spiral into a depression or into self-loathing because that is so hard to get out of versus Addressing the fact like, okay, this fucking hurts. I just got my heart broken and your situation or your life has probably changed a little bit, but just know that it's okay. And, you know, therapy is a thing. Uh, Your friends can be your therapists. I would, I recommend getting busy, find a hobby, do things on purpose that make you happy because sitting by yourself heartbroken hurts way more than being heartbroken and being out with your friends or being heartbroken and finding a new job or finding a new hobby because you're going to get over it. And that's the other thing. As someone who's been on the other side of a heartbreak, you got to know, like, I'm not going to feel this way forever. I feel this way right now and it sucks and it hurts, but like, don't do anything that's going to make your life harder because of it, especially if it's over a person. If somebody treated you like dog shit and they finally broke your heart and left you alone, just know that that was a blessing and it hurts to let people go. I understand that, but there's beauty in letting go. Next question. Are you single? Yes. (laughs) I feel like I mentioned that earlier. Uh, I am newly-ish single. And while we're on the topic, let's just, let's talk about it. I am somebody who is hardly single. And in 2023, in turning 28, and in moving to Los Angeles, I am making it a point to stay true to that as much as I can because I feel as though I'm approaching 30 very quickly and I don't want to look back and realize that I spent my entire 20s in relationships because you can lose yourself and I have several times lost like who I am to my core because I'm such a giver I'm such an empath I will give up everything for the person that I love and leave myself with nothing, especially when we don't work out. Me having to build myself back up and knowing that it it's my own fault is so annoying. It's like being annoyed with yourself is kind of the worst because you have no one else to blame. So being single has really changed a lot for me. It's changed my perspective on how I'm gonna treat myself moving forward. But I also have a newfound appreciation for it because you, Life is different. Being a girlfriend or a boyfriend and being single is so different because you don't have to think about anybody else. You're only thinking for yourself. And, you know, obviously, like, if you have kids, it's a little different, but I'm talking about the individual. Even if you have kids, like, you you got to focus on you eventually at some point. So I have a dog, you know, shout out to Noah, but I still am very much, like, focused on what Kate wants, what she thinks how things may affect me and accountability for myself now because I I don't have people or not that I don't have people I don't have someone else to like backpack off of if you know like I need that 
And that kind of sounds lonely too, but it's not. I'm not lonely. Being alone and being lonely are two different things. I'm alone, but I'm not. I'm hardly lonely. I have a beautiful community of friends. Shout out to my best friends. Shout out to my colleagues, people who really just keep me going. Like, the, I feel like there's nothing better. But that's just my humble opinion. What do I know? <laughs> Next question. Um, moving in with your partner, do you think that it's necessary? And is it hard? Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's hard as hell. Especially if uh, you've never lived with anyone else or you've never, like this is your first relationship and you, y'all are talking about moving in together and now you're talking about dogs and you're talking about houses and pets and animals. It's crazy. I have lived with a couple partners, I will say. <laughs> um, <laughs> and not that I regretted it every time, but every time I did it, I was like, damn, Kate, you did it again. <laughs> I think it's important to have your own space. I think it's important if you can live on your own and you don't need to move in together, don't do it. Like, don't do it. I see why people waited until marriage to, like, do that kind of shit because it's rough. Like, I don't think it's necessary. To answer the question, I don't think that it's necessary. I think, um, in fact, it's kind of, like, counterproductive. Like, y'all move in together and four months later you hate each other because it's too much time. We are not meant to spend every waking hour with someone else, especially if it's somebody like if your guys' relationship isn't solid, your communication isn't solid, your boundaries, your routine, it's going to bleed together. You guys are going to do everything together, eat, sleep, grocery shop, probably shower, all kind of things. It's unhealthy. (laughs) So if your goals are this is my person, we're going to get engaged, we're going to get married, we're going to have kids, yes. If you're not certain what you want your uh, timeline of events to be, don't move in with somebody. It's really hard. And that goes for roommates, too. Don't move in with anybody like, let me not say that. Let me back it up. If you need a random person to be a roommate, have a random person be a roommate. If you're going to move in with your best friend, you better make sure that your best friend can pay rent on time, is cool, is somebody that you can stand, because it's not even just your partner. You get tired of people, period. So living in L.A. is hard. Uh, because it's expensive. Living in LA is even harder if you're living with somebody you hate. So just keep those things in mind. Um, okay, so now now we're out of relationship questions. Next question is about confidence. Kate, you're so confident. I love to see you shine. How did you build your confidence and how do you keep it? That was really nice of you to say. Thank you. Um, it was not easy. I know I'll make it look easy, y'all. It's kind of difficult, actually, especially because I feel as though society has made it so that so many things break your confidence down. And now that we have social media, millennials in particular, you see other people living your dreams and it will just tear you down to shreds. You see somebody who looks the way you want to look, who's got more money, who's whatever the case is. It's Social media is unhealthy in these ways. However, you have to keep you in mind. So take these things as motivation and not as things that are going to tear you to shreds because no one else is going to pick that shit up for you. You got to build up yourself. So find the areas that you lack confidence in. So if it's your physique, if you want to lose weight, you got to do that. You, However you want to do it, do that. If you want to look a certain way, you know, you can do that too. But if 
your confidence stems from within. You got to get right from within first because how else is anyone else going to be able to help you or how are you going to get to where you want to be if you don't even know what it is that you're lacking? You know, self-esteem is another thing that goes into confidence, but also just like self-awareness. I am not, I have not always looked like this. Let me tell you guys, I have not always looked like this. I have not always talked like this. I don't always walk into a room and like command it. These are things I do on purpose. I look good on purpose. I walk into rooms and I'm seen on purpose because nothing and no one is going to tell me that I'm not me. I used to have crazy looking teeth. I used to dress like a boy. I never used to brush my hair. I had this skin thing going on where I had like white, like spots all over my face, like all kind of crazy things that used to piss me off. I got braces. I found a skincare routine. I got a brush, you know, and that's just very surface level shit. If you find that like, you're somebody who goes out and you're looking at what everyone else is doing. You're looking at what Shorty over there is wearing. You're looking at what bro over there has got on. Step your game up. Step up your cookies. Like, it's okay. But if your mental is struggling, again, therapy, beautiful outlet to build your confidence because it's someone else who has the verbiage and the knowledge for you to get the tools that you need to feel better to build up your confidence. But also, like, if you're somebody who's easily torn down, like, take a step back. Because also I find that um, people who struggle with their self-esteem or with uh, confidence are mean as hell. Why are you mean? Like, <laughs> also have a community of friends that build you up. My friends, no matter what I'm doing, even on Instagram, my followers lift me up. If I even post a sad girl, anything, a sad girl post, a song, I got like 10 people trying to check on me. Like, Kate, hey, you good? What's up? What's up? This is not normal. So have people that are going to hold you to your standard, like, and especially if you want to be happy, I hope and I pray that you can find someone or a community that's going to do that for you. Because, you know, like friends are a beautiful thing. Other people that can make you feel good about you when you can't make you feel, feel good about you are more important than you doing it on your own. You know, like having the team behind you. What do I say? Teamwork make the dream work. <laughs> so that's how you build confidence. Last episode, if you didn't see it go and watch it. We talked about manifesting. You can manifest your confidence as well by writing down your goals. So if your goals are to be more confident, break it down. How are you going to do that? I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get a new skincare routine. I'm going to start getting my nails done, my hair done. I buy clothes once a month, whatever it is, you can do that. Let me even, I'm going I'm to say something controversial. Fillers and Botox. <laughs> I'm for it. I think that shit is great. Because what do you mean I can look different? I can freeze my face and look like this for the rest of my days? I can have bigger lips. I can have a flatter forehead. I can have a slimmer nose. Whatever. And if you got to do it and don't tell anybody that you're doing it, then don't fucking tell anybody that you're doing it. You don't owe anybody nothing. If you come out looking like a brand new person, who is to break you down for it? That's what you did for you to feel good. And especially like living in Los Angeles, I hear it all the time. Oh, she got a BBL. Oh, he got hair implants. Oh, she got a boob job. Oh, her lips are not natural. Shut up. <laughs> Who cares? Did you get a BBL? Did you get a boob job? No, because you wasn't worried about what your body looked like or what your boobs look like or what your forehead. Who cares? Don't mind it. What other people do for themselves is none of your business. Disrespectfully. Okay. Last question. Finding your passion. How did you find your passion? Which one? <laughs> Which passion are we talking about? I am somebody who has my 
what is my hands in a lot of things? Um, for example, this podcast, I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about growing my audience, my spaces, whatever. As a makeup artist, um, we'll talk about the fact that, let me put this down again. <laughs> we'll talk about the fact that um, I kind of happily found my passion with makeup on accident um, just from watching videos, you know, just from YouTube in particular. But as far as like acting and modeling goes, that was just something I was interested in. I wouldn't say like I'm so passionate about it, but you find your passion in pursuing things that interest you. Even small things. Like if say you say you love anime, for example, people are really passionate about anime. But if it's something that just kind of like interests you and you find like I want something to be passionate about, I want a hobby, I want these things, you there are expos, there are groups, there are communities where you can do that. And that goes for anything. If cooking is something that you like and you're like, I want a passion, try cooking. You won't know until you try. And there's nothing wrong with trying something and then being like, oh, wait, I actually don't love that at all. Like, in fact, it doesn't align with me. When you find your passion, it'll feel so good to do the things that you want to do because you're passionate about it. So if you're somebody who's drawing a blank completely, find uh, or don't find, sorry, look at what your friends are doing. Look at what other people are doing on social media. Like, I literally feel like if you went on TikTok and typed in passions, you would see that people are out here talking about their passions and, like, hashtagging it and giving you guidelines and, like, how-tos for doing certain things. But I also want to say, like, a passion, something that you're passionate about isn't always something that you're going to make money doing or um, it isn't something that's necessarily going to, like, change your life. It's more so about feeling good while you're doing it. So... I think, too, like there's a difference between a hobby that you're passionate about and then a career that you're passionate about. I am somebody who doesn't really have hobbies. Like I will say that I have a lot of careers <laughs> and I'm passionate about all of them. I love what I do when I'm doing it because, one, I'm good at it. Two, it brings me joy. Like these things bring me joy. And, you know, now that I'm saying that, something just came to me. If being a mother is your passion, like if you're passionate about being a mother, then don't let anybody else be like, well, that's not the same. You know, like, you could be passionate about regular things, owning animals, fucking, I don't know, riding a motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is, but just make sure that it, it makes you feel your best when you're doing it. And it doesn't have to align with what anybody else is doing either. Don't let anybody dog you for your nothing. You know, like, somebody's like, that's weird. Why do you like that? That's not, I wouldn't do that. It wouldn't be me. Well, that's because it's not. It's me. And this is what I like to do when I do it, how I do it. And you can just keep that shit to yourself. So I feel as though the premise of this podcast today, these questions today are to keep you in mind no matter what. And don't let nobody tell you about your life, especially not anybody who's not doing the same thing that you're doing. It's important to have a mindset that's going to keep you going, you know, whether that be your sexuality, your relationships, or confidence. There is something for everyone. There's a person for everyone. There is a word for what you're feeling. You just got to find it. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. These questions, I was so excited about them. I want to open up the platform to have a question segment in the beginning more often. So let's do that. Me and you, let's do that. As always, 
Thank you for tuning in. You can find me on Instagram, Caitlin Diaries. You can also find us, the production, Candy House LA. And as always, stay beautiful. Thanks, guys.